0: Okay, so I'm here on a business trip. I'm not in the United States anymore. I'm in the UK. I started in London, worked my way up through Oxford, and now I'm in Birmingham. Birmingham here to look at some parts. One of our suppliers is trying to deliver, but they have nothing ready for me. So, long story short, I'm just spending time out here, looking around, doing work from a hotel room, about 12 hours flight away from my normal home office. So, you know, you can only look around so much, you can only do work so much, and then you realize there's not shit to do. You know, in a place you don't really know where the weather outside is complete garbage. It's just raining and cold, like, blistering like water spraying you in the face um, every time you go outside. You know, that's why people, you may not like Los Angeles, but damn, we got the best weather in the world. I wish I could just stay out and walk around, but I can't because it sucks outside. So, but nonetheless, you know, if you know where you're going, you're going to... And you need to be there, you know, you can you can live through it. So, I got maybe, there's a really nice evening session at this big, grand, beautiful church. Might check that out. And then I found a casino that can let me play some poker. They got a tournament tonight at 8 p.m. I'm going to do that too, probably. So, you know, that's it. You know, I'm over here. So anyways, what else are we going to talk about? You know, I'm writing down notes on why you know single-family homes are a good investment, and I mean they're 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 good for the right type of investor, and that's what it is. It's an investment. You're not going to make money for a lengthy period of time, which is not the normal definition of an investment, but that's what it really is. I mean, you're you're putting your money into something that will grow, multiply better than whatever you get in the stock market. You know, or bonds from your from your bank or whatever, but nonetheless, it's going to take a long time for it to work. So, single family homes is what I was talking about, and you know, just really quickly, I just I like to repeat this over and over. And I think for a lot of people, this may have come very, you know, easy for them, but for me, it took me a while to learn because you have to remember, I don't know shit about money or investments or anything to begin with. So it's not until you start learning about stuff till things become more clear. So, you know, um if you're going to make money, if you plan to make a lot of money and you want you want to be one of those young rich people or rich in the next few years, you know, you can't do it with investments. That's that's an that's an incorrect path to wealth because you know, if you're if you're not making a lot of money, if your income is not very high, your your investment ceiling is going to have a very low roof, you know. Uh, if you're only making fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, or let's just be real for a second, two or even three hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, you're still going to be capped on your wealth. You can only invest so much and make extra money, you know, through investments. Even when your income is that much, because there's so many properties and so much inventory out there. Whatever you're saving, you're. I mean, what? How many can you buy a year? One zero sometimes, right? Cause you get taxed half of it and then you got, you're spending money on other shit, you know? So that's the truth. Don't, you know, whatever your investments are, to be honest, unless you're some genius that can turn, you know, or you get lucky through through some crazy appreciation, you're not going to, it's almost like winning the lottery. You know, I would say the probability is pretty low. Okay, to be honest, some people do, some people make it, but for the vast majority of people out there, they, they're they not going to get rich that way. Okay, so, you know, I talk about Manny Koshbin a lot, I love to watch his channel after learning through him, after reading his book, Driven, love that book, it's just an audible, um, and you know, this dude, this dude flipped commercial properties in and around Los Angeles and surrounding areas, you know, up to... Being, I don't even know, but he looks like he's crazy rich. So, you know, whatever he did, he's in the hundreds of millions of net worth. And all he kept doing was flipping properties. Um, He caught the timing beautifully on everything. And that's what kind of makes him special. He's like a fortune teller. He, He got out before 2008, right when he needed to, right after he had built up such a large, you know, book of business and portfolio and equity. And he cashed in at the exact right time. And that's all it really takes. But what people don't also know is he had several failed businesses. He was always in business. He never, I mean, he had some W-2 jobs. But for the most part, they were very small parts of his story. You know, people who do business and are out there constantly, even if they don't have a consistent income, they have the ability to find deals better than anyone else. And flipping your equity can start earning and paying off when that equity becomes big enough. Because now you double your money, not at 50,000 just on a long-term mortgage, but just say you have 200,000 and you turn into three or $400,000. If you're not living expensively, you can do that and keep flipping and you'll get into bigger properties that have bigger results. So nothing that he has done, frankly, I believe is luck. You know, it's it's all process. It's all being there at the right time because you're working it the whole, the entire time. You know, so he, even though you may get tricked thinking, oh, he did it through investing in property. No, he was, that was a business. When you're flipping properties and consistently moving your money around, you have inventory, you have finance problems. You know, this is a real business. It's not just a hobby for him. So he's doing it all the time he's got he's calculated out all his loans and you know where his money's gonna go and I guarantee you, when you bet that big i mean naturally all your money's gonna there's large chunks of money it's it's very it, it's very risky you know but that's that's what you get paid off to do you know to to handle the risk and he did it well so like i'll tell you my problem. You know, you buy some, you buy some houses. The market goes up a little bit. I think I have a little bit of money. You know, uh, I have, a, I have, a, I would say about six hundred thousand dollars. Honestly, six to eight hundred thousand dollars of equity, doing nothing. And what it really does is it cripples me from growing any bigger. If I had more cash on hand, I would be looking for deals consistently. But what happens as the alternative? I don't. I don't sell the property. Yes, it's getting paid down, but it's obviously at a very slow rate. You know, I have a lot of cash doing nothing for me. I'm paying the bank 4% for when that when that money should be being moved to buy something that I can earn another 200% on versus another 4% or 6% or whatever I'm making. It may even be great. Let's just say it's even 10% or 20%. It's the complete, you know, this is the definition between an investment and a business. So... Nonetheless, that's where they are. <laughs> it's so funny. I went the complete opposite direction I was going to go with this talk. All I can do is be honest. I'm very bad at lying. So, you know, that's my own restriction right now. That's something that I need to figure out what I'm going to do. But, you know, every what I learned about everybody's story is they got to do it their own way, you know. Um, and... <sighs> I don't know, sometimes I'm just being too conservative, or I don't see the deals out there, but I don't see where I would go for my next step, you know, and I'm afraid of taking that next step and not at least seeing more opportunity at where I'm jumping into. So, yeah, I could go out there and flip it, but, you know, the the market's doing a little hesitation, and I would need to find a a property immediately, quickly, you know, within, so I could really want to do um. You know, was it 203k or no? The 1031, sorry, 1031. So, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is why governments eventually raise or keep lowering interest rates. And that's why bubbles are going to start to pop. Because what's going to happen is investors get smarter. They're not going to jump into the market because they don't see the deals anymore. And as a result, the market just stops moving. And the government, because they want the market to show that they're growing every single year, they have certain targets they want to do, they they only have one thing they can do, lower interest rates. So, you know, I can totally see us going lower in interest rates. Fucking Donald Trump, man, he'll do whatever it takes to keep this economy going. So uh, he's going to say, I want lower interest I want 3% interest rates, you know, 2.5% interest rates, 1%, who knows? You know, until the bubble pops again, until it gets so crazy, they have to raise it up to like six or eight percent. And then we'll go into another recession. But then you can buy shit, you know, in a recession, you can buy shit. That's a it's, a it's a waiting game. This is a waiting game. And what sucks really is, is I really think that there's a a long ways left. You know, time is just dying here doing nothing while while this cycle is working its way through now and now we're just in a cycle where i can't do anything you know what i mean i can invest in other people but i don't trust other people (sighs) so what do you do what is the option What? i don't know what the next step is i don't know what the next step is i feel like 2020 is going to be more of the same you know the buying market is still really great and sometimes I wonder if I should just cash everything in and just sit on the money until I see a great deal. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, If you guys have any ideas, you know, please share. I'm always interested. I love to hear from other people who, who think they know the market, who reads up on the market, you know, whoever... Um, Who just, who just kind of enjoys talking theory and, and, um, trends, you know, um, Ray Dalio, you know, he's a big hedge fund manager. I love his book Principles. Um, he's like a, you know, he, he's the guy who calculates all this type of stuff. And, you know, he thinks that there's a clear, you know, um, connection between all events that happen in the economy, interest rates and money and all that's predictable And when you make, like, a billion dollars, you kind of want to believe him. So can you imagine, you know, you had the talent and the skill to do a job that literally tells everyone else, I can make money. Just Just by moving money around, doing research, and clicking a mouse on a button, I can make you a certain percentage of your money every single year. That's what you're essentially saying. That is an amazing skill. You know, how else do you become billions at at doing something like that? You're literally printing money for your clients. I mean, you, I don't know if you can, you know, if you can get around somebody like that. um, If you could just learn from that person a little bit, you know, think you're just, just from being in proximity to them, you will become millionaires. You don't even know what. He's going to just start asking you to do some stuff that that you can easily apply or something and you will start making millions. How easy is that? You know, if you learn from him, if you study from him and you wanted to do a hedge fund business, most likely you're going to get a lot more respect and you're going to know what you're fucking talking about. Okay, so, anyways, the whole reason I even started this thing, I was gonna talk about real estate, I was gonna talk about single family homes. They're great investments for, for people who would like to work, you know, with their job, they have a high income. You're gonna be capped by your salary, but so what? You wanna turn what your normal retirement plan would be, which is maybe one or two million dollars if you include your 401k, you maxing that out, and whatever the fuck you do with your money, which is probably put in the stock market, because where else are you gonna go, right? probably towards a mortgage maybe, but for the most part, those are your two options. There's not like a lot of options out there. So if you're gonna do real estate, single family homes is a great way to do it. I'm just gonna talk a little bit about, everyone calls it the burn method, this fucking guy made it up, you know, yeah, BRR, whatever. But the point is you buy refinance rent, right? So it was great, but he preaches cash flow. He's like, cash flow, cash flow, go buy in fucking Indiana or Wisconsin, wherever the hell they sell $20,000 homes or $100,000 homes or wherever the fuck it costs. But, you know, a fraction of what it would cost in any nice city. (laughs) If you go to any decent city, you can't find a house for that cheap and nor would I want to, you know, it's like, it's like the, it's like the, um, the fee entry before you go into the club or the bar. I want them to charge me some money. That that gets rid of all the losers. You know what I mean? Uh, whoever is, is afraid of spending you know, 10 know, $20 to get into a nice place, shit, that's good. Keep them out. They can find their own place. Check out the dive bar down the street. You know what I mean? So, oh, where is it going? So anyways, you live in a nice place. You make good money. You making you know as a household call it one hundred one fifty come on it has to be at least one fifty if you guys are smart right like that's the bare minimum. So one fifty a year you want to buy a house three hundred thousand dollars you want to get it at a discount that's the key the discount is the key you want to buy and already feel like a winner. So what I do is I find properties that are already a little bit below market because they need some work right they don't. Uh, it could be a range of things, but essentially it's a light. It's it, it's just cosmetic type of things, right? It's already lowered a little bit. So here's a problem. When they hold an open house or they get to any retail person to to come look at that house, they're all ma- automatically going to get turned off because the, the house sucks. Right when you just first look at it and you want a house that you can move in and you know show your wife that oh it's beautiful look what I look what we did you know all that type of stuff you're not gonna buy a house like that so those are the buyers that are gone now what about the flippers the flippers gonna say fifty thousand under market that's not enough for me to make any money especially with all the costs going up if if you didn't know anybody who fucking does flipping will tell you in any de- like decent market will tell you the cost of remodel is going up, <clears throat> labor and materials, before it was just labor, now with the whole shit with China, the the, the materials have gone up too, <clears throat> and if those flippers don't have any money, they have hard money loans, and they've taken out a private loan to buy the property, and if they've done any math whatsoever, they'll know that that the numbers don't work at 50,000 they don't work at 75,000 they probably don't work at 100,000 and anybody who gets it for around 100,000 which a lot of flippers do because they're all desperate they want, they already spent the 40,000 at school now they want to go out there and do something right you know anybody who does that they're going to lose money and it only takes one before they quit so that's why most flippers and you know they were, they're not going to touch it and obviously 50,000 below market is not is a clear no they may try and low-ball them $150,000, but the agent will never consider it, okay? So then there's us. We're long-term buy and hold investors. We, we, we got our money right, we got, what do we have? We have credit, we have cash, if you've been good with it. If you're not good with it, you need to get good with that. You, know, you and your wife or you and your partner, or whoever it is, um, you, know, you guys have to be right on money. So to save your cash, that's all it goes to is investments. The only thing you, you buy with your cash is investments. Stop spending money on fucking video games or or any other shit. You know. It all it all has to go in there. So once you got your money saved, you got your good credit, you can go out there buy a house. Buy it as an owner occupant. You only have to put down five percent. Live in it for a year if you want, you know, live quote unquote. I don't know, you know, how they define live in there, but anyways, but I'll talk about that later. So you get there. Because you, so it's $50,000 below, I'm asking right now, you have, your, you have your pre-approval, all that stuff ready to buy, and then you submit an offer, I would typically say fifty dollars to $75,000 below that number. Okay, so it's already $50,000 below, and now you're gonna submit an offer, or you're just gonna, talk, you're gonna tell the agent, you don't have to sign anything. You know, you just tell the agent, what, what do you want, you tell a listing agent that, and say, hey, ask your seller if she would consider this cash. I'll give it to you cash. If you get a property that's around $300,000 for about $100,000 off, you know, or more, um, you can refinance that right away. So all you need to do is get up the cash. In that case, you can use hard money or whatever because it's just a very small temporary loan. But for the most part, remember, all you need you can say this is what i do i'll tell you what i honestly do you can go that route get the cash ask ask family or whatever if you can borrow it just for a temporary basis and then once you refinance you'll pay them all back but if you if you can't do all that then once they say yes once they say once the listing once the listing agent says um, yeah my seller would consider that let's write the offer okay that's a great sign and when you get to write that offer, just tell them, hey, you know, actually, um, I don't have the cash right now. The cash that was going to be given to me was, you know, it, it was, um, I don't know, they spent it or had to, they had to use it for something else. But nonetheless, I am pre-approved at that amount with this much down, 5% down, right? Dude, typically they don't even care. All they need to do is get the offer, and once the price is set, long as they know that you're going to close, they don't care about the loan. So many times you'll get this deal, because remember, the person that's selling this, they know it's not a complete flip. It's just got some problems. So anyways, you get that, you get it accepted, and then now you're in contract. Once you're in contract, all you need to do is close, Okay. Home inspection will will mark some stuff, but actually, it doesn't take much to pass conventional loan. You're not getting this. Isn't um, the three percent FHA loan? That loan you can't use because if you use that, they're gonna send inspectors out. They're gonna mark up all, every little thing, and it's gonna be a problem. That's why for two more percent, you turn it into a, a standard conventional loan. You may have to pay higher, a little bit higher interest rate with it. You know, but it's it's worth it. So you pay an extra 2%, conventional loan, minimal requirements, you know, plumbing works, electrical works, but it's fine. You plan on remodeling it anyway. Now, ideally in this scenario, the goal obviously is to get the biggest margin in value when you first buy and have minimal repairs. So when you find houses that have minimal repairs but look ugly, then that's what you want to see. That's the goal. Find something that you can tell, and, and trust me, a lot is actually cosmetic. You know, it, the majority of a house repair is cosmetic. Rarely are you gonna need to do some hard stuff. Okay? Um the only hard the only really bad things that that can cost a lot of money. Roof, you gotta do roof sometimes, so be it. You know, five to ten thousand dollars. Um kitchen, yeah, if you have to do the kitchen. Then do it, don't spend more than five to 10,000 dollars, depending on the size of the kitchen. Probably you'll have to spend closer to 10, especially if you don't know who to go to. And trust me, you need to get references. Go online to groups and stuff like that, because if you use Angie's list, or you use any like Yelp or whatever else to find a contractor, those are completely unreliable. Those people are really not very good. I mean they may be okay, but they're not great. So what you need are references. Always ask. When you hear someone who's doing some work, how was he, you know, how much did you pay him for the job, stuff like that, learn a little bit about those type of people and just keep a few names in your, you know, just take down all the names and call them and ask for an estimate one day, you know. So roof, kitchen might cost 10, plumbing, plumbing's a bitch you know old houses i don't know where you live but in los angeles they're all super old so it's like a ticking time bomb i don't know when i'll have to replace the plumbing but i will for everything eventually you know like they're all they're all breaking at this point so yeah you get the property you know, minimal repairs, now you've stepped into a lot of equity. If you ever get in a situation where the market turns, or you need to sell the property immediately, or even just to make a profit, you can actually make a nice little profit in this too, right, then you can do that, you have that flexibility. But what most people don't consider is, when you buy a property at market price, if you sell that property anytime in the near future, unless the market is going up quite a bit, you will lose money on the, on that house. You know, on the one that you probably live in, because the commissions are going to take somewhere between four and six percent. OK, closing is another Closing in other fees is another couple percent. Right. So think about when you immediately buy a, a house that you want to live in for three or four hundred thousand dollars. Um, if you got it at what you thought was fair market, then you are immediately about 10 percent down immediately when you walk in the house. You better live there. It's a long-time commitment with that property now. I'd rather be in the situation where I have you know, dollars to $125,000 worth of immediate equity so that if I wanted to sell, I know I'd get my money out. You know what I mean? You don't want to take a loss for that. So that's just a consideration. And so All you got to do is get over the fact that it's going to need work. Okay calculate that beforehand before you buy the property you gotta know roughly how much is it gonna cost you know so man i'd love to help you let me know if you guys have any you know properties you want me to look at especially in the la area that'd be fun i just love looking at properties and you should too you know look at them whenever you can It's a better hobby than fucking video games or whatever else there is to do out there you know It's like eventually you get bored of stuff, but looking at houses, if you're a buyer, I mean, where else can you turn, you know, $40,000 into half a million dollars? You know, how else can you do that? If you can find a property that's half a million dollars that you can buy with 5% down, okay, that's a great fucking deal. That's a great deal. If it breaks even, what do you do? Yeah, you may have to pay for repairs. What's repairs going to be, trust me, it will never be that much. The the house could burn down. Insurance will cover some and you can cover the rest. It's not a lot of money. But that $40,000, which is, or whatever 5% is, you know, over 30 years, that's going to turn into a lot of money. Think how many times you could do that. What if you did it for four years? Four years, you bought four houses at half a million dollars each. That's $2 million dollars. With no appreciation, and you've only put in what forty times four hundred and sixty thousand. One hundred sixty thousand into two million dollars. You know that's just a backup plan, man. If you if you're working your job, you don't want to quit because there's too much risk involved with going out there doing your own thing. And there's a shitload of risk, by the way. You will most likely fail because it's a lot of work. You know, what what are the options? So. You know, you you're not gonna get filthy rich, you're not gonna be, you know, driving the the Lamborghini or the or the Bugatti in the anytime in the next five in the next five years, right? It's not gonna have five, ten years, that's not gonna happen. Cause you need to be rolling your money into properties and building equity and paying off debt. You know, this is this is why I think this is a great idea. Because You know there's going to be inflation soon. I know it's taking its time. I know it's super slow. But it has to come. There's so much money that the government has printed. It's crazy. It's just coming super slow. I just wish it came faster. People hate inflation. Inflation is great when you have a lot of debt. Because when you have a lot of debt, right, and the money gets devalued, now it's easier to pay off the debt that money becomes less. Think of the people who bought houses uh thirty years ago when houses were um fifty thousand dollars right Now you can be a secretary and make fifty thousand dollars you could You could be fucking sweeping some floors somewhere and make fifty thousand dollars you i mean that's like a little more than the than the minimum wage so anybody who bought a house back then you know they're they 're loving inflation inflation's amazing. Inflation is great. I need to buy more properties with more debt that are safe because we have equity that inflation just devours the debt that 's what I need that'll happen, and that'll make me mediocre just just so you know back to the original example if let's just say you bought a four hundred i did, I did the math on a four hundred thousand dollar house just a little bit ago three percent. Appreciation over thirty years, that four hundred thousand turns into like one point two million. I know why because that forty thousand bought a bought a four hundred thousand dollar house, okay, bought a four hundred thousand dollar house, and that four hundred thousand dollars after three percent increases for thirty years turns into one point two million. That means over that time, I paid off my my debt, right? And now I have the appreciation. That's that's all value. That's all equity, you know, in the house. So, you know, I'm just trying to find deals that, that make sense that I can just buy with debt right now. That's all I want so that I feel in a safe condition. I'm not over leveraging myself. But, you know, I have the right properties that I feel safe with. Just as long as you do research, you can do a great job. See what else can you do with this? You know, there are um there are what is it? Um multifamily syndication. You know, you could go do that, earn six to eight percent it's no longer. You can't get eight percent anywhere. They were they were advertising that those rates in the beginning when multifamily was hot. Now it's gone down to six percent. I don't know if they're making if they're taking more money or if they're or if they're just not you know the the market's office is getting tighter too. There's so many people in the multifamily investment world now that the prices of everything have gone, you know, have gone up. So they can't project those numbers anymore. So six is still good if you have some cash. But what are you gonna do? Even if they multiply it every five years. You know, they're going to, it's going to take too long. You would die an old person too. Same thing. The only difference is, the, you know, those are not in your control. If I had the option, even if I had to do a little more work with um, my tenants personally, then that so still be it because at least I, I control all the equity. I don't give up the control as much. So anyways, I went through a bunch of stuff. I know I talk really fast, but that's my plan. That's my plan. I think everybody should go out there. Do the math at five percent. Cuz that makes it challenging. If you've got a bunch of cash around and you want to go buy a property at twenty, thirty percent down and blow all your capital, you know, on one big fucking property, then go ahead, man. But if I if I had the opportunity, I would, you know, double, triple, quadruple up. Because more is better is it, i mean if you're buying just one I, I feel like you've given up already i mean I, I i just don't see how how that makes sense just food for thought all right talk to me later